0: Welcome to our second segment of this afternoon's program. It's Sunday the 28th of November 2021. It is now 1.51 in the studio. I'm your host, Kieran Murdoch. Food inflation seems to be hitting Antigua and Barbuda and has caused many to change what they put in their shopping basket. Uh, On this segment, we'll be asking what is causing the price hike, how seriously is it affecting consumers, and is there really any immediate solution? Uh, we have joining us for this discussion uh, in studio we have uh, farmer and businessman mr george purcell i'm happy to have him with us good afternoon
1: good afternoon good afternoon to the listening audience um good afternoon to the farming community of course and those of you who are listening in the caribbean in antigua and internationally uh, we have joining us on
0: zoom miss peter williams uh, business management consultant good afternoon to you miss peter williams how are you doing
2: Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Kieran. Thanks for having me. Good afternoon to your listening audience. Good afternoon to my fellow
0: panelists. Uh, Joining us from Trinidad and Tobago and also on Zoom, we have Dr. Jeanelle Joseph. Uh, She let me know if I pronounced her name correctly. Uh, She's assistant lecturer in the Department of Agricultural Economics and Extension Faculty of Food and Agriculture at the U.E. Saint Augustine. Uh, She's also co-chair of the Caribbean Agricultural Extension Providers Network. Uh, Good afternoon to you, uh, Dr. Jeanelle Joseph. How are you doing?
3: Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. And thank you for having me on the program this afternoon. Good afternoon to all the panel and listening audience. And yes, you did pronounce my name correctly.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. And uh, finally, we have uh, joining us on the phone, uh, Mr. Vincent Cornelius, the owner of Wheels Supermarket. Uh, Good afternoon to you, Mr. Cornelius. How are you doing?
4: Good afternoon and good afternoon to the fellow panelists and your listening audience
0: i'll just say that uh, during the introduction i got a bit of feedback so um, one of the guests whether on zoom or on the phone may have something may have this station playing in the background on another device if that's the case um, you would have to turn it off just to cut out the feedback Uh, but we can move uh, straight into it miss peter williams i thought i could begin with you Um, whether or not you yourself have noticed any increase in prices in Antigua and barbuda Um, just first of all yes well
2: I think the only person who may not have noticed a price increase would have been the person who is either, well, too, either yet to be born or <laughs> has already passed off, because definitely prices, um, various levels have gone up in every, just about every facet mm-hmm. of um, life in Antigua and Barbuda. Mm-hmm. Food prices, clothing, um, um, building materials and supplies, everything, well, with the exception of transportation and utilities, maybe, yes. Everything else has experienced some level of increase.
0: Uh, Mr. Vincent Cornelius, uh, could you say the same uh, from the perspective of someone who operates a supermarket that uh, prices have increased?
4: Yes, I totally agree that prices across maybe most of the goods within the supermarket has definitely increased. You know, some buyers maybe as little as about 5% to as much as even you know, about 20%. And so, you know, we have definitely been seeing an increase in food prices here in Antigua
0: and Barbuda. Uh, Mr. George Purcell, um, food price increase in Antigua and Barbuda, to to what extent have you
1: you noticed or witnessed it? Most definitely. Um, We have had an increase in food prices. But um, we have been having this throughout the years. And more so now with the pandemic, um, it has just skyrocketed.
0: Okay. And uh, Dr. Joseph, um, curious as to whether this is something that perhaps is not limited to Antigua and Barbuda. Um, is the same true in Trinidad and Tobago? But then, of course, I know it's a different uh, sort of makeup in terms of uh, what contribution agriculture has in the economy. Uh, but what's the case where you are?
3: Yes, um, definitely we have also been noticing increases in food prices as well. and of course as Miss um, Williams mentioned earlier, you know everyone is noticing the, the pinch um, in terms of the rise in prices, especially in terms of you know what you can afford, what a basket of, of goods, uh, the cost of a basket of goods compared now to let's say two years ago, you know' it's significantly different as well.
0: Uh, Miss Williams, uh, the, the, the reason, the reason for the increase in prices. Uh, I mean, COVID nineteen has had a serious uh, effect. I am getting that feedback still. I think it may be coming, uh, Doctor Doctor Joseph. I may be getting that feedback coming out of uh, your Zoom. I'm not sure if there may be anything playing in the background. Um, If so, you might have to turn it off. I'm not sure why it may be. It may not be that. It may be something else. Sometimes we do have different little technical difficulties. But anyway, um, uh, Ms. Peter williams um, the the cause, the cause of this. I mean, I I would imagine COVID-19 will factor in in some way.
2: right. Well, if we were to look, um, when looking at the prices in Antigua and Barbuda, I'm not sure if you or our general audience has been monitoring what we would consider our consumer price index. Because if we monitor that, in terms of that particular basket i think it's just under 600 items that general basket would be mainly comprised of imported goods and so to a large extent our rising prices in Antigua and barbuda is as a result of the prices coming in on us combined the three different ways. First of all, there's the rise in the prices on the international market for the food commodity items and other items, building materials and everything. So there is that first Matter that must be considered. There is also the matter of the increase in shipping rates, because remember, we get the majority of our goods from overseas. And even where we're considering local production, Mr. Purcell can speak to that specifically. But even where we're considering the prices of locally produced goods, a large, com- large components of what they utilise in their production is also imported: pesticides, fertilisers, and all of those things. So there is and so there that they would be impacted by the shipping rates. but also, interestingly, remember too that large numbers or quantities of the items that we use are also taxed. And so, whatever the rates, so if the prices are increased coming into us at the port, the percentage that would be charged on those items, while the percentage is fixed, the absolute dollar value would also increase. So there are three different components that we can look at as to how the eventual final price point gets to the various um, points where they come into the market, then they will, of course, be also impacted by their markup. The
0: percentage markup uh, Mr. Vincent Cornelius, um, uh, what Ms. Williams just spoke to in terms of the international economy, the price of goods on the international economy, and the fact that we, of course, we, are, uh, we import so much of our foodstuffs. Uh, and, and the supply chain issues that we have been hearing uh, officials discuss in terms of shipping, uh, the availability of of, of goods, um, how has that impacted our, our prices in Antigua and Barbuda?
4: Well, this has definitely had an upward pressure on prices in Antigua and Barbuda. And, you know, as even Peter said earlier, because you have to really look at the manufacturing, and with the increase of the fuel price, it simply means that to manufacture these goods from the onset will go up in cost. Then uh, you're speaking about the shipping, the freight costs, and, you know, we get like about 80% of our goods from out of North America, and the fuel price has increased, so that simply has pushed up the freight costs also. And then when you get to the port, then you have to, you know, you have to put the duty tax, and the recovery tax and the absd on those goods it simply mean that you know although those taxes are fixed as she said earlier the cost of the goods has increased with fuel prices and so that is going to push up the prices so we here in the middle the wholesalers and the retailers you know we're kind of hamstrung because we work at a fixed percentage rate and so as the prices grow up we will just have to apply our markup to whatever those prices that we're getting either from the suppliers from the wholesalers or from the manufacturers you know, and so that will really drive the prices up, you know, quite you know, <laughs> significantly, you know, here in Antigua, Barbara, you know. uh,
0: Mr. President, what about goods that are produced here locally, goods that are coming from our farmers? Are we seeing um, the cost of those go- going up as well?
1: Okay, before we go there, I would like to just give you some statistics from, from the FAO. Um, between f- for the Caribbean, the 14 member states, we had 28 billion dollars worth of imported goods in 2000. Between 2000 and 2011, we jumped to $4.25 billion. And 2020, the FAO estimated our import bill in the Caribbean will move to $10 billion. Now, as a farmer and an advocate for agriculture production, and food security. I have been crying for years that the lack of planning, not only in Antigua, but throughout the region, the planning to produce and to provide that food security, that buffer. And as when I got, when I got in touch with me, a scenario came into my mind that once, a few years ago, during the Easter, we had some strong winds and there was a the cruise ship in dock and the cargo vessels weren't able to berth. And right away we had a big problem in Antigua. The 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 cruise ship people were going from supermarket to supermarkets buying out all the potatoes the meat products and everything and immediately our shelves were empty and that sent me a signal right away that in times like this, what would happen? I, I wrote articles about it, I, but we have not planned. We have not um, planned our production, our, our agriculture sector plan. And so this is where we are now. I have been complaining, pointing fingers, but now I, I don't know if the time is, is right or ripe because we are now caught off guard again. And I'm hearing about a new variant that may even put us further back. We're in a serious predicament as it stands now. As Petra alluded to, we're not only having increases in commodity, but we're having scarcity of supplies for agriculture imports. Really, cannot go to the depots and find what you want in terms of Input seeds fertilizers especially now the 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 post harvesting organic insecticides with um very short-term withdrawal period biological insecticides they right now today there is none in antigua none So, um, and this came about also because of the same shipping problems. We're not having the turnaround time, your order stuff, and they're giving you a, a, a very long period to be able to get the commodities in. So, we have to plan our production, and there are several areas, if given the time and opportunity I would like to really go into
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Dr. John El-Joseph, uh, how would you respond to all that's been, been said so far? Um, and, and I will say that the issues of um, uh, 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 our agriculture um, uh, and uh, uh, woes about the, 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 the level of production, the planning, the coordination have been ongoing for forever.
3: Yes, um, well, I do agree with it. um, just one point, you know, I wanted to add um what Mr. Pussel was saying. You know, we talk about the shortage um you know what the ports, et cetera, but there's also something that should be factored in as well. Um, In terms of here in Trinidad, for example, you know, there is what we call the funnel effect, um, where a lot of goods are coming into the ports as well. However, the the manpower or in terms of, you know, the the, the persons who are there to clear these goods, a quick turnaround time is also um, reduced. So this also can be causing um, a problem as well in terms of the distribution or the supply of the inputs and and so on that's there um he also mentioned uh enhancing local production and that's always good that's always a great point to consider especially when we want to talk about food security um within the country within the region. Um, But we also, what I like to to share as well, is we also need to factor in the whole point of relatability. If persons cannot relate to, you know, why they are doing something, for example, then um, problems also steps in whereby, you know, the uptake or the willingness to actually participate in such activities may not necessarily be as forthcoming as is required.
0: I would ask another question, um, and that is uh, to what extent when we see these increases in prices on the international market and we get most of our stuff from North America, are we able to actually rely on importers um, or or domestic manufacturers in other parts of the Caribbean, such as Trinidad and Tobago, Jamaica, that may produce similar goods that we may be able to get at lesser prices? Or is it just always the case that the the prices from North America are more attractive? I mean, I really don't know.
3: Um, Well, I mean, if you yeah the prices are from north america will also influence the prices that will be coming from the production side as well right and um that unfortunately those high prices are translated to the consumers or those who who do the purchasing um for further distribution right so i mean it is a a ripple effect unfortunately because of this global health pandemic, you know, which broadly will to a grinding halt uh, in 2020, and we still are reeling the effects to date, um, you know, the, 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 the impacts are quite far reaching right so if the producers the importers the input um, suppliers etc if they are faced with these high prices um you know they uh, as they say they are faced with having to um, pass on these high prices in terms of cost to those who would be purchasing from them um so that's the reason why we always like to say yes it's good to to produce locally to have our own local production as a buffer to mitigate these high prices but also we need to factor in as well you know um the ability to adequately produce locally yes we can they say that we do have the capacity um but In the region, you know, we do also have to play catch up with the more developed countries in the world in terms of the technologies that they use, the innovations that they use. Right. So um, it's all well and good to want to preach about local, increasing local production, yes, but we also have to take into account our present circumstance or situation.
0: Mm. Uh, and coming back to you, Miss Peter Williams, um, if we shift on to the issue of um, whether or not there's any way that we can alleviate this problem, I mean, if you have persons going into the supermarkets across the nation and, and, and literally finding it so much more difficult to, to go home with the same basket of goods that they used to before, um, is there any real way, given that a lot of this uh, is impacted by the international economy? Is there any real way that we can alleviate the situation?
2: I think one of the well, there are a couple of critical issues I'd want to raise in response to that question. And the first one will be the importance of education and communication. By that, I mean that most persons, when we go into purchase goods and we see high prices, the first thing we always look to do is to blame it's blame the government blame the store owner blame somebody else without an appreciation as to why we are where we are and that is important because then that to a large extent will help to determine how we act so for example what do I mean uh we are the panel has already exhausted this to the most extent I just wanted to just quickly summarize to get to what you're saying to me what you've asked is that The recognition is that because of many factors outside of the control of us in Antigua and Barbuda, we are going to be experiencing increasing prices, not only for food, but for almost all our commodities for a period to come. That is a reality. That is is something that we can do very little about. And I say that because for example, where Mr. Purcell spoke about the issue of local production and increasing local production, I want persons to be reminded and understand and appreciate that even our capacity to produce locally is dependent on one, the availability of capital and raw material imports, and two, the price at which we get those capital and raw material imports. So that's we're going to put it on the table. In terms of what we can do about it, there are a couple of things that we also have to bear in mind. One of the key element that goes into the whole pricing mechanism is the fact that many goods, not all, because there is a quite a significant basket of zero rated items. And I think that also needs to be placed on the record, not only for food, but for other items, the basket of zero rated items. In other words, items on which new taxes are paid. It's quite extensive. I think it's at least 300 items in that basket or maybe more food capital goods, farmers, fisher folk, manufacturers, they don't pay taxes on quite a number of things that they import in addition to that basket of goods that's regulated by the prices on consumer affairs. So we need to put that on the record. For the remaining items, one of the options that may be available to us is that the government could consider looking at the taxes that it charges as a, a way of mitigating, however, every dollar that the government gives up or every percentage point or quarter percentage or anything that the government may choose to give up on one end would mean that it's a reduction in the revenue that the government will take in. And that is something that would have to be considered, especially now when generally the volume of revenue being collected is significantly lower than usual. So if we look from a policy perspective, the government may have that option of looking at the, tar- the, the, the the structure of the taxes on the goods that are imported, but well, that will come at a price to us. Notably, I also want to put on the record, is the price of fuel in Antigua. While the price of fuel internationally has now begun to rise at, at a fairly quick pace, fuel prices in Antigua remains constant that can be viewed as a double-edged sword because when the price, when fuel prices were lower in past months, fuel prices in Antigua remained constant. So then when fuel, international fuel prices were lower, the government was able to um, take in more revenue because of how our price build-up mechanism works versus now the government is giving up revenue because it's still holding fuel prices at the same rate. So those are the key things in terms of policy prescriptives that we could look at. Three of them I mentioned quickly, widening the items that are zero rated or tax exempt, looking at reducing the structure of those items on which taxes would come, and perhaps looking at the cost of fuel, which impacts so many things on the domestic side in Antigua and Barbuda those are options available but every single option comes at a cost for the government which will in turn impact its ability to service the goods and services that it provides to the society mm-hmm. i think the easiest and still difficult option for us would be for us as consumers to look at our consumption baskets. what can we delay what can we stretch out how we can reduce waste um, because even in the notion of doing more backyard gardening and all of that, bear in mind too that many of the inputs that we would use could also be pricey so it's a matter for us now to have the macro look from the government and the micro look for us to look at our expenditure patterns and how we can adjust
0: uh, Mr Purcell, that's clear uh, Mr. Purcell, you wanted to jump in here
1: Yes, I want to speak of local production and the impact and, the, and that buffer During the time when the Antigua farmer is producing and we do have some problems that if we had planned properly we would have been able to do even better. The prices of commodities in Antigua, food items that are produced by the Antiguan farmer goes way down and I'm going to give you an example. A tomato was brought into my home yesterday one tomato two dollars per pound two dollars it is seven something per pound now by late december or by january february tomatoes in antigua will go down to about a dollar per pound even a dollar per pound you will see people and guys on market street with five dollar bags i'm sure you've seen that right sweet potatoes are imported into Antigua from Dominica from St. Vincent they should not be I'm talking about planning again from January February you'll be seeing sweet potatoes being so it's now like seven eight dollars per pound and by January February when the Antiguan farmer is at peak production the price will go down to about two dollars $2, cents per pound. So I am saying that, that that local production can have that great impact on our food prices. But well, we need to make it constant throughout the year. Right. Um, to make it constant tr- throughout the year, the Antiguan farm has probably one single serious problem. The, the others can come into play but water, right? And 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 what I'm saying is that we're not only looking at rising food prices but the food security also. Because we're also being faced with food security by the vessels not coming in a timely Could manner. Can
2: I ask a question there?
1: And may is not come. Better? One second. Sure. Well, question, yeah. Yes,
0: question, hello.
2: Okay, sorry, Mr. Parcel, two quick questions for you. You spoke of the fact that when the price, when farmer production, local production is is at its peak, the price of goods on the local market fall, but isn't that to a large extent because the very farmers are able to charge a higher price in the tourism market? like for example the farmers are able to sell to the local market at a different price than what they will sell to the tourism market so therefore there's some level of subsidy going on and that's one and two while i and i like and want the local price, um, production to drive prices downwards but our farmers who s- produce and sell only to the local market able to effectively viably operates and become long-term, viable operations. And I ask that in terms of the look and the conversation about the lower prices that the local farmers are able to give.
1: Okay. There are times, and, and the question was asked, with the sustainability of production throughout the year. And there are times that certain crops just do far better than other times of the year. Tomatoes do very well when the night and day temperature varies. So you will find about this time and going into these cool nights and hot days that you will have real peak in tomato production. That is one of the reasons why we can drive down. But then is what we do with It's what we do when we have a lot, right, to make the, the puree and so forth to be used throughout the year. This is what I'm talking about. Now, um, your question about, oh, Mr. about profitability to the farmers that...
2: no, Mr. Presser, what about the tourism markets? Yeah. Okay, and the, the fact that you're able to do price segmentation, doesn't that assist you in charging lower prices in the local mm-hmm. market?
0: After this question, I'm going to go to Mr. Cornelius. So, Mr. Presser, give me your answer, and then I'm going to move to Mr. Cornelius.
1: It 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 does assist, but um, I would not say that is the primary reason. The, because there are several farmers that only sell to the local market, only goes to the public market. And, and
0: they are viable. And, and they, and, and they yeah. do this year-round. And, and, this is what,
1: and this is what they live by. This is what they sustain their family by. I know farmers that mm. just live by that. Okay. Send the children to school, send the children to college, and just live by that.
0: Okay. Uh, Mr. Vincent Cornelius, um, your response to all that has been said so far, uh, basically along the lines of what, what solutions, if any, uh, could we discuss when we look at the increase in prices in Antigua and Barbuda?
4: Yeah, well, I've just kind of taken into consideration a few options. And one of them is to look at our source market, you know, for some of the goods. And I think if we look at maybe like a place to like India, maybe even Africa to source some of our goods, then that may, in essence, reduce the price. I know shipping will still be an issue when you look at the different source market, but if somehow we can, you know, maybe do some of our shipments, so let's say from out of Africa and source some of our goods from out of Africa, and we as, you know, the people and the government of Antigua and Barbuda can somehow look into the issue of maybe purchasing a container ship and we can probably extend that to the rest of the OECS since um, Crowley has pulled out of most of the Leeward Islands. And we could get together, get a container ship, and so we could, you know, sail from Antigua, you know, to our source markets to pick up our containers, bring them back to Antigua, and, you know, to have them distributed among the Leeward Islands. And I think that's one way that we can actually look at reducing the cost of goods on the shelf and also, when when we look at from the Antigua basis, you know, at West Indies Oil Company, uh, who supplies, you know, the Antigua and some of the other Caribbean islands with fuel. Hello. So we can look to do the fuel in here in Antigua, you know, that would increase the government's revenue and their profit sharing at um, West Indies Oil Company. And, you know, we, we could do that back and forth. And I think that's a very viable option that we can look at because within this shipping industry, you're speaking of about, uh, I am understanding that they had like a $300 billion dollar profit before taxes in 2020. And so I, I think that this can be a very viable option. And even if we look back, you know, through history and we look back at Marcus Garvey, you know, I mean, he was able to even start get a startup like that where he was you know moving people let's say from new york city to africa and he got you know ordinary folk to invest in his venture and so if we as a country as a community as a caribbean community can look into this aspect of the shipping industry and we can carve out a small space for us you know i, I think that's one of the options that could help us to reduce the prices on the shelves in antique and barbuda and possibly, you
0: know, the rest of the New Islands and the Caribbean as a whole. Okay, uh, just a quick note to our, our, the guests who I would have just added on Zoom. Uh, you're for, of course, the third segment. We're wrapping up now with the second segment, so uh, just stay muted for me two minutes. So We've gone over time with the second segment a little bit, but we're about to wrap up. Uh, that's for the guests for the third segment who I've just added on Zoom. Um, uh, Dr. John L. Williams, uh, I think I'm going to let this segment end with you. Um, you can give us a final word.
3: Okay, yes. Um, well, just to add to the suggestions as well, um, to boost the production. Um, I also think that it is important to link the knowledge sector in terms of, you know, the various research that's taking place at the various colleges of agriculture, at the Faculty of Food and Agriculture at the UE St. Augustine campus. Knowledge sector needs to be linked with the various needed sectors, um, agriculture. Um, tourism, trade, et cetera, all right, because there needs to be synergy, there needs to be collaboration with with, with the research that is taking place that can boost, um, you know, have some sort of idea that can assist in increasing local production, And also, um, we need to be open as well to the use of digital technologies, innovation, you know, taking old existing activities or processes and trying to improve or enhance them to make them new and better. That's a good step forward as well um, as we see because agriculture is moving towards this whole digital technological advancement.
0: Uh, With that, uh, we can end this segment here. I want to say thank you to all four of our guests. It was quite an enlightening discussion. Uh, Ms. Petra Williams joined us. She's a business management consultant. Uh, Mr. Vincent Cornelius joined us as well. Uh, He's the owner of the Wheel Supermarket. Uh, Mr. George Purcell, of course, joined us in studio. He's a farmer and businessman here in Antigua and Barbuda. And Dr. Janelle Joseph joined us. Uh, She's assistant lecturer in the Department of Agricultural Economics and Extension Faculty of Food and Agriculture at the U. E. St. Augustine. Thanks to all four of you for joining us this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you.